basketball in the NCAA tournament in a couple weeks because they're going to make it in. Uh, I'm still mad about losing to Maryland. I hate you, Kramer. Um, thank you very much for listening to Daily Sports Report here on 88.3 WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thank you very much to Lucas Vargas for coming in here when nobody else does. I, my name is Nick Hornberg. Have a great day, everybody, and go blue. Welcome to another edition of Gray Matters, the weekly news and media talk show. My name is Dick Whaley. And I'm Jim Dwyer. And we're listening, of course, to WCBN-FM Ann Arbor, a daylight savings version of of Gray Matters. Jim and I were just chit-chatting about all these new debates about the time zones. 11. 11. 11. Wow. That's ridiculous. Of course, Russia's got 10, if you actually look it up. They did lose one, but uh, not much. Siberia is a big place. In fact, I've always said, why don't the Russians just take more people in? They could solve half these refugee problems around the world if Russia just agreed to uh, bring back serfdom. (laughs) Well, I think Putin's working on it, Uh, the... uh Oligarchs are certainly uh, have a high degree of medievalism about them, um, so that may be part of the long term scenario. There, we'll we'll have to ask Trump to find out. Yeah, but of course he wouldn't know. He's just uh, a guy who does the bidding. Well, he's staving off scandals right and left. I, there's a new uh, development, by the way, in the Robert Kraft New England Patriots. Uh, oh boy, that is going to be interesting. Oh, it's. Getting a little close to Donald Trump. Just pay attention to Mother Jones. Uh, that's all I can say. The magazine is is working on the case. But apparently the owner of these uh, health spas uh, is a close personal friend of Donald Trump. Yeah, a Mar-a-Lago member, also connections to the Chinese government and the Chinese Communist Party. And, uh, well, massage therapy, you know. Donald Trump knows all about that. <clears throat> So stay tuned. This this will be another uh, interesting fundraising. Tired of fling on the fire. (laughs) One more log, baby. Get cozy. It's gonna be a bumpy ride. Uh, Just very quickly, I did want to give Trump a brain damage award for uh, for some bizarre reason, imposing a tariff on India like a week after 
India and Pakistan have this border kerfluffle uh, in which, uh, well, there were airstrikes. Uh, there was some chit-chat about a new war. Didn't happen. And, you know, if Donald Trump actually did something constructive on that, good for him. Uh, that was going on, by the way, while uh, <clears throat> Trump was in Illinois, greasing the palms of Kim Jong-un. To little avail. That seems to have gone nowhere. Actually, I can't even say to little avail, because it was not only to no avail, it was actually a backwards maneuver. Yeah. Because evidence has emerged that, oh, yeah, North Korea has continued the development program. And now uh, Trump has personally given him a, a pass on the uh, detention and basically torture death of uh, misguided American Otto Warmbier. Yeah, and obviously that's turned into a public relations fiasco. And, well, we told you so. Uh, it's pretty troubling when the president of the United States believes his own uh, crystal ball, I guess, and ignores his own intelligence experts on North Korea. But we'll leave North Korea, the ashes of the North Korean diplomacy and the Nobel Peace Prize uh, for another day. Uh, the I got to whip out a brain damage award for Judge Ellis. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who the L is Ellis? And first of all, what the heck kind of a guy uses the phrase he's led an otherwise blameless life in the direction of Roger Manafort? Yeah. Paul Manafort. Paul Manafort. Yeah. Excuse me. Roger Stone, Paul Manafort. They're easy to confuse. They're uh, well, there's that famous- Partners in crime. Partners in crime. Famous photo of the three of them as young men with uh, the now deceased Lee Atwater who got off easy in one way of looking at it. But, uh, I mean, come on. Blameless life? That's the kind of language that you should be used exceedingly sparingly. Heck, even Martin Luther King had fidelity issues, okay? so And he's about a, a, as high a paragon of virtue as you could have in American uh, life and politics. Uh, blameless life? You're talking about sainthood. Well, and Paul the, Manafort's no saint. He's, no, and the thing is, is that this is a guy that was lobbying for right-wing dictators back in the right. 1980s. I mean, he is, is a sleazebag, numero uno. Now, mm -hmm. you know, I, I kind of disagree with the idea that he wasn't punished enough. Look, he was fined $25 million. He's got 47 months, and he's going to be sentenced again. This well, that's is, true. This is just for the tax fraud. The witness tampering is usually dealt with fairly harshly by the, our criminal justice system. So as the saying goes about uh, uh, Dr. Strangelove, let's wait for all the facts to come in. This is true. Uh, but So we'll see what yeah. happens. He's supposed to be uh, uh, sentenced, uh, I think, this week. Yes, I believe uh, Wednesday. And this doesn't even put behind him the problems that he may be facing in New York City uh, as the Trump organization is being looked at. But this continuing assertion that there was no collusion well, that, the is lawyer, ridiculous. Yeah, the lawyer coming out and saying that, that wasn't even a, a matter that was under consideration in exactly. these particular trials. So for Manafort's lawyer to state that so explicitly is clearly a... 
hello, Mr. Trump, we'd like you to give us a pardon. Uh, kind of a, a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And, you know, the funny thing is about the pardon, a lot of people will be disgusted and sickened if Trump were to pardon Manafort. Uh, get your barf bag ready, because I think there's a strong likelihood he'll he'll consider doing it. But it really wouldn't do Paul Manafort much good, because as you say, he's likely to face state charges against which presidential pardon is uh, powerless. And furthermore, if he were to accept a pardon uh, for charges that he's already pled guilty to and been accused and found guilty of, then uh, he would waive any opportunity to uh, use his Fifth Amendment rights to uh, avoid self-incrimination should he be summoned to appear before Congress, which he would almost certainly be asked to do. And then if he lies there, well, then that's a new charge of lying to Congress. So a pardon isn't really the get-out-of-jail-free card uh, for Paul Manafort that a lot of people think it will be, including Donald J. Trump. And, of course, Trump has used the pardon uh, sort of suspiciously in recent uh, months. Uh, I don't know if you remember when he pardoned Joe Arpaio, uh, but that was timed specifically for the news events of that evening, for the primetime event right at the weekend. Uh, George uh, Joe Arpaio, the uh, rather noxious uh, sheriff from from Arizona, who uh, is allied with Trump. He would pay a stiff political price for the pardon. Um, it's interesting that Gerald... Oh, Manafort pardon? Oh, uh, yeah, I think yeah. so. And yeah. Gerald Ford, you know, did pay a price for the pardon yep. of Richard Nixon. And it's interesting because he actually gave the pardon quite reluctantly. If, Ford? Yeah, according to the historians that have looked into the matter. Uh, Ford would not give Nixon a pardon unless he admitted wrongdoing. Now, of course, the blanket pardon that Ford gave for any crimes that he committed or may have committed. And he may have committed quite a few. <laughs> was kind of strange. But it certainly hurt Ford uh, politically when he did that. Uh, there are, by the way, some <clears throat> partisan Democrats uh, like Ted Kennedy, uh, later in life, said that actually the pardon was the right thing to do. He said, I disagreed with it at the time, but it did help heal America, so to speak. Though it certainly didn't help Gerald Ford. But anyway, the, the pardon, you know, this notion that Michael Cohen has been asking for a pardon. Trump's now involved with that dispute. Uh he says Trump's lying. Well, I think Giuliani's been caught in a double version of the story, too, a before and after that su suggests that Trump is the one who's changed his story there. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. And, um, it, you know, Michael Cohen lied to protect Trump. Um, so I, I, I don't even see how or why he would have been asking for a pardon. Uh, way back when, Trump, in fact, when when Michael Cohen was initially uh, his offices raided, he he was the man that was protesting quite much to uh, mangle Shakespeare. Um, you know, it just didn't 
work at the time. Um, and, of course, Cohen, over time, realized that he was in trouble. And it's ironic that he may actually be sentenced for more jail time than uh, Paul Manafort. But we'll see. Let's admit that this witness tampering, that's a pretty serious charge. And, by the way, that's what Roger Stone has been indicted on. And the Stone trials are—who knows when they'll start. Um, But— this this is not a, a good political situation for uh, Donald Trump, and I even think some Republicans would would turn on him on that one. Uh, we've seen, by the way, in recent weeks, just over this border emergency declaration, that Trump is not likely uh, he's going to be forced to veto, correct the bill that's going to end up on his desk, because numerous Republican, older Republicans who are respecting. The process, so to speak. And uh, the Constitution as it divides powers. Right. And, of course, effectively what this will do is is, is put the matter before the Supreme Court eventually. And according to previous rulings, Trump should lose that ruling. I'd like to point out, by the way, that Trump's uh, winning percentage in, in front of courts is about, about nine losses to every one victory. So he's at the bottom of the standings. He's not going to make the hot, the NHL playoffs. <laughs> he's not going to collect 200. He's not going to pass go. He has a lot of uh, dark clouds on the horizon, and he's even got economic problems uh, that have been emerging in the last couple of, uh, of weeks, as we've seen. Uh, the federal deficit, uh, close to a trillion dollars. Last week it was announced that our trade deficit, the sort of Rosetta Stone of Trump's entire economic agenda, is at an all-time high, including the trade deficit with China. Yep. That's with the tariffs. And, of course, Donald Trump is confused about who's paying for the trade deficit. The trade deficit and tariffs are being paid by American consumers and producers, not by China. And as we've seen with some of the other global economic problems, Italy is sort of in a recession. Great Britain, who knows what's going to happen there. Uh, that is a a quagmire beyond belief. Uh, they can't seem to make up their mind about what they're doing. So, yeah, the Brexit deadline is in a couple of weeks. Uh, auto plants are moving out of Great Britain as we speak. Uh, it's not going to be a good situation if they go into a hard Brexit. But we'll see. I don't there, there's a sort of a, a weird stalemate that doesn't they can't make a decision. And uh, this, by the way, was a an idea, the Brexit idea that after it passed, Trump happened to be in Scotland and England to tend to his golf courses. <laughs> uh, he, he, by the way, lost a golf course uh, ruling last week in the Scottish courts. I don't yep. know if you saw that yeah. one. So Trump is not faring any better in uh, in British courts any more than he's faring in American courts. Um, so we'll see what happens. As for Donald Trump's claim that there is a eminent trade deal with China, I wouldn't bet the farm on that. Um, I've well, heard they virtually suspect. I mean, uh, 
they've suspended indefinitely, which means mm, these probably won't happen. Uh, his uh, meeting with uh, Premier Xi. Yeah, and and they have announced this eminent trade deal with China like fifty times in the last yeah. year. It it doesn't happen. Uh, I don't think the Chinese are are going to concede much, and I don't think if they buy say two billion dollars more worth of soybeans, that that's going to have any material effect on the structural trade deficit that we have with China. Uh, it's been pointed out, by the way, that. Um, <clears throat> The Asian economies trade more amongst themselves than uh, than we trade with Asia. So the United States is being left behind in all sorts of areas of economic development. Uh, Donald Trump wants to make America great again, he claims. I saw him wearing that ball cap this weekend on his uh, yet another fundraiser. Uh, I don't know if he met the, the, the madame uh, from Fort Lauderdale. Uh, but uh, inquiring minds wish to know, including Pecker, David Pecker. Well, you know, I just, I can say this. As long as I've got my Donald J. Trump signed Bible clutched in my sweaty little hands, all will be well. And of course, he was signing Bibles for people uh, on a visit to a storm-ravaged regions of Alabama. Um, whose great idea that was? I know. Well, instead of throwing paper towels at these people, I'll sign a Bible. Here, have a Bible. Signed by Donald Trump. You uh, might be able to use it as toilet paper. Uh, Donald Trump's, uh, yeah, his uh, performance with respect to these natural disasters is uh, terrible, to say the least. Um, just wanted to highlight some other problems on the economic front. Uh, on the 1st of March, it was reported that farm loan delinquencies are the highest in nine years. Uh, this, of course, is part of Donald Trump's successful tariff policy. Uh, he had to come up with $12 billion of bailout money for the farmers. Many of them are, are not happy about this. Uh, farm problem. Uh, and it, by the way, it doesn't just extend to China. This is at the heart of the matter with the problem with the NAFTA negotiations. Um, on the 30th of uh, January, it was reported that consumer confidence is the weakest it's been uh, since 2016. Uh, we saw a plummeting in growth way down for the fourth quarter. Uh, the recent jobs report over the weekend, 20,000 jobs created in February. The impact of the government shutdown uh, brought to you by Mark Meadows, Mitch McConnell, and Donald Trump. Of course, Meadows was not Speaker of the House at the time, but he seems to have been the instigator. Well, you may as well throw Ann Coulter and Rush Limbaugh in there, too, unelected pomposity uh, pontificators. And Donald Trump is having a fight with Ann Coulter in public. Yeah. She calls, she's been called a nutbag by Donald Trump. Um, and she announced that uh, anybody who believes him is a fool. Well, glad you woke up on that one there, uh, Coltergeist. Here's another item from the end of uh, <clears throat> 2018, uh, the 29th of December. 
said fewer Americans signed contracts to buy homes in November as higher mortgage rates and prices continued to squeeze out would-be buyers. The index dipped and is based on contract signings has dropped 7.7% over the past year and has recorded 11 straight year-over-year decreases. Now, there was a little blip upward on the housing front in January, um, but that may be short-lived. And, of course, this was related to uh, the perception that the Federal Reserve had... uh, was no longer going to raise interest rates. So that may have helped uh, some home buyers on the fence who might may have decided, well, let's get in now uh, before he does change his mind on that front. Um, other issues, trade. Congress, including the Republicans, have made it quite clear Uh, that they are not on board with any NAFTA deal, that much of that has to be elaborated upon. And let's remember that uh, agricultural sales that have declined between America and Canada, America and Mexico, are are at the heart of the steel aluminum tariff war. Um. There is this weird faction in America that Donald Trump is, quote, standing up to people around the world and that America's never been greater and all that. But I'm of the other opposite opinion. It seems to me that more people are standing up to America than ever. And Donald Trump is kind of like Dennis the Menace over in the corner. Well, they've seated. I mean, there are now vacuums. And, you know, I'll be honest, I've never been the biggest fan or advocate of extending America's, you know, power. Uh, We've got too many military bases around the world, as we've talked about for years. But just as an economic force, when you decide, well, we're not going to be part of the uh, Pacific Trade Agreement, we'll just uh, unilaterally withdraw from that. That seeds all that ground uh, to China, a potential major rival to, uh, you know flip the switch, and especially since their tech industries enjoy um, state sponsorship and support, uh, their capacity to uh, develop and create, and apparently they're on the edge of convincing even the German government to invest heavily in communications networks and systems developed in China uh, that would give China a unique leverage over the uh, communications networks of a major European uh, power. Well, and yeah, this Huawei uh, 5G. Huawei's the company, yeah. Uh, big uh, issue in the news over the past several months uh, does not quite seem to be a war that Donald Trump is winning. Uh, it's bizarre, of course, that the, uh, the vice president, the daughter of the founder of the company, is involved in a Canadian extradition dispute involving the United States. Mm-hmm. That, by the way, will be decided by Canadian courts, so who knows what will happen there. But, yeah, I mean, uh, it's interesting that that there are all these problems uh, that Trump is dealing with. Uh, and, of course, some of the economic data 
uh, is simply incomplete because of the government shutdown. Uh, the Department of Commerce, uh, ruled by the ever-exciting Wilbur Ross, I'm surprised that he's still in the government. Uh, he's got some <clears throat> ethical problems. And, of course, we just saw another barrage of resignations this past week. Oh, the Bill Shines one is really interesting, coming as it did at the end of a week where one of the main stories was the foxification of the White House sure. or the revolving door from the White House to Fox. Mm -hmm. And manipulation of stories down the stretch. Yeah, clearly Trump doesn't pay any attention to daily briefings by intelligence experts. Uh, he just tunes into the morning show on Fox, phones up Hannity in the afternoon. He's all set. Well, that seems to be his intelligence briefing. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just it's sort of bizarre. Hannity's one of the dumbest guys in America. So if you're getting an intelligence briefing from Sean Hannity, it ain't worth a wet paper bag. And of course, uh, I'll just report this one other interesting factoid about the uh, uh, problems with the tariff war of, of Donald Trump. Uh, on the 23rd of February, or excuse me, the 13th of February, um, it's interesting that the article by Alan Rappaport notes that there have been a total of 763 million retaliatory tariffs on American spirits exports since last year. Alcohol, booze, that is. And this yeah. is targeting that groundhog from Kentucky, Mitch McConnell, and his bourbon. Uh, sales of bourbon have declined. Um because of the tariffs, 8.2%. So are we winning this trade war that Donald Trump keeps bragging about? Uh, well, stay tuned. It doesn't seem like it. And by the way, with some of these farm contracts where people have been uh, losing sales to China and they have replaced uh, American uh, grain, soybeans in particular, by the way, the Chinese use the soybeans to feed to their pork and their chickens. They don't eat a ton of beef. So when you hear Donald Trump talking about exporting a lot of beef to China. It's bull. I don't believe it. <laughs> it's brown and it sounds like a bell. Dung! It's an old Monty Python yeah. joke. Uh, and, and, you know, the growth numbers... Uh, that, that were reported a week ago. I'll just end up with that. Um, of course, there was a bump in economic growth, according to the Commerce Department, in the second quarter of last year due to the tax cuts. What are, what are we learning about the tax cuts, by the way? More in, in income inequality. Massive tax stock buybacks by corporations that don't seem to be creating jobs in America, making manufacturing plants. You mean it's not trickling down? In fact, I believe that most of the marijuana, manu uh, most of the manufacturing jobs that have been created in the last couple of years are a result of the marijuana industry. Moving through state by state. Yeah. Particularly California. Uh, remember that about one out of eight Americans live in California. So when California does well, actually America does well. It's kind of odd that it would work that way, but... 
Do the math. Uh, of course, the growth in the third quarter went down to 3.4, and then in the fourth quarter, it's initially being reported as 2.6. This, of course, is nothing spectacular. For instance, in 2015, when Barack Obama was president, there were two quarters in which it was over 3%. So we're kind of returning to normal. Big deal. The economy is fluid, and we, we are learning more, by the way, from some of these investigations uh, involving Paul Manafort, Roger Stone, Michael Cohen, George Papadopoulos, Rick Gates, the whole foreign policy crew of the uh, current president of the United States, his foreign policy experts, that America's taking in a lot of <clears throat> dirty money. Yep. Dirty money. I'd just like to remind you, you are listening to WCBN FM Ann Arbor. To see Jerry Mack poking his head into the engineer there. So, uh, cool. Well, I saw, City. saw Jerry we'll last coming. week at the uh, live down at uh, First oh, and the, Huron. With the terraplanes. Happy hour down there. Always a, a fun scene. So, uh, And uh, I'll just throw in one more little last nugget. American debt load hits a record, $13.5 trillion. That's uh, what what's actually growing in the economy. Yeah, I thought that was uh, the big concern for the Tea Party, but it turns out not to be the case. Well, the budget deficits and the trade deficits can go up briefly for different reasons. Uh, of course, the American dollar being strong uh, has contributed to Donald Trump's inability to get the uh, the trade deficit down. But one of the reasons that, you know, D Donald Trump's theory on this is just not correct. I never hear Belgium or the Netherlands complain about their trade deficit with the United States. What do they buy from the United States? Well, food, microscopes, technology. But you don't hear any political leaders over there fretting about the deficit, their trade deficit. It's small, but those are two countries we have a trade surplus with. Mm. Hong Kong, by the way, is one of the leading countries in terms of the trade surplus that the United State, States actually manages to uh, engineer. Actually, the Netherlands, just real quickly, uh, is a country that's on the list of, a short list of countries that own more property in the United States than most people realize. Indeed. They're, they're on that list. Those tricky Dutchmen. They got Manhattan. Thrifty. For beads. Gosh knows what. Yeah. Thanks to Andrew for engineering. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City calling. Coming up next on WCBN FM Ann Arbor. Thursday nights at 7, you might need to face the music with Washtenaw County's longest running all purpose specialty show. Face the music, utilizing cultural residue as a cipher in order to unlock, subvert, and redefine the mysteries of the human genome. Face the music, Thursday nights at 7 on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor's community-connected, student-run, experimental, experiential alternative, 88.3 centimeters.
King. Go fish that. Oh, come on.